Good morning and welcome to Morning Prayer on Monday the 12th of October. Scott will tell us a bit about these people, but we are remembering today Wilfred Ripon, who was a bishop, missionary and died in 709. We are remembering Elizabeth Fry, who was a prison reformer, who died in 1845, and Edith Cavell, who was a nurse. Now, she died is... Um, well, you're putting him on the spot here. So you've, you've got the Wikipedia page in the top, I, do. So I can see that. So before we look at that... Uh, let's start with the, the bottom one. So Edith Cavell, was she, was she the nurse that was yeah. shot as a spy? She was. And it caused, it was a huge propaganda thing that the British used uh, because she uh, was this nurse killed as a spy uh, in World War I. But she was nurse. Elizabeth Fry. Prison reformer. Prison she reformer. reformed the prisons? Yes. Um, she also died in 1845. Quaker? I think she was. I now think you she was a Quaker, that. but I could be wrong. And okay. Wilfred, Wilfred come on then. is more local. And Wilfred of Ripon, also uh, there's a crypt for Wilfred at Hexham. So he goes back to the Anglo-Saxon saints' times. And he's an interesting character because he doesn't quite get such a good press from Bede, who likes his simple saints um, of Cuthbert and Aidan, who were heading off and speaking to otters and um, and all this sort of stuff, where Wilfred is, is a real power broker, um, absolutely, gaining lots and lots of money and land uh, for the church. Um, the unanswered question is whether the church, the present church, has its strength and history from the peaceful uh, swimming with otters and eating onions, St. Cuthbert and Aidan um, and, and that crew, or from the power brokers such as Wilfred. Discuss. I do know they searched for St. Wilfred's bones under Ripon Cathedral, believing they might be there. And they found a big pipe, which no one knew anything about. And when they took away the pipe, there was a huge flood of water and Ripon was cut off. Indeed. Thank you. So we before go. we carry on with morning prayer, and Scott gives us a history lesson, uh, remind us to go and look Boy. at the website, richmondhanswellparish.org.uk, latest resources and podcasts. Yesterday was a busy day at church. There was a 10 o'clock parish communion service. So you can hear Martin's sermon as a podcast or you can go and find it on YouTube. I'm hoping there'll be a link. We'll go on for that soon. Then there was also Evensong. And um, again, there should be a link coming up for that on the website. But if you struggle, just go to St Mary's Church, Richmond, North Yorkshire, uh, and you'll find YouTube and that will have uh, even song there as well. Uh, later on today at nine o'clock, there will be Deanery Compline as ever. You can dial in or you can join in on Zoom. The invitation is on the What's On page of the website. So on this Monday morning, we will begin morning prayer. The Lord, open our lips. And our mouth shall proclaim your praise. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy slow to anger and of great kindness. He will not always accuse us, neither will he keep his anger forever. He has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor rewarded us according to our wickedness. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his mercy upon those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he set our sins from us. As a father has compassion on his children, so is the Lord merciful towards those who fear him. 
for he knows that we are what for he knows of what we are made. He remembers that we are but dust. Our days are but as grass, and we flourish as a flower of the field. For, so, for as soon as the wind goes over it, it is gone, and its place shall know it no more. But the merciful goodness of the Lord is from old and endures forever on those who fear him and his righteousness on children's children. On those who keep his covenant and remember his covenant to do them. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and shall be forever. Amen. The night has passed and the day lies open before us. Let us pray with one heart and mind. As we rejoice in the gift of this new day, so may the light of your presence, O God, set our hearts on fire with love for you, now and forever. Amen. After the first psalm. We'll, we'll work this one out <laughs> as we go. <laughs> so this is Psalm 80. We planned this, didn't we? Hear, O shepherd of Israel, you that led Joseph like a flock, Shine forth, you that are enthroned upon the cherubim, before Ephraim, Benjamin, and Manasseh. Stir up your mighty strength and come to our salvation. Turn us again, O God. Show the light of your countenance and we shall be saved. O Lord God of hosts, how long will you be angry at your people's prayer? You feed them with the bread of tears. You give them abundance of tears to drink. You have made us the derision of our neighbours, and our enemies laugh us to scorn. Turn us again, O God of hosts. Show the light of your countenance, and we shall be saved. You brought a vine out of Egypt. You drove out the nations and planted it. You made room around it. And when it had taken root, it filled the land. The hills were covered by its shadow and the cedars of God by its bows. It stretched out its branches to the sea and its tendrils to the river. Why then have you broken down its wall so that all who pass by pluck off its grapes? The wild boar out of the wood tears it off, and all the insects of the field devour it. Turn again, O God of hosts, look down from heaven and behold. Cherish this vine, which your right hand has planted, and the branch that you made so strong for yourself. Let those who burnt it with fire, who cut it down, Perish at the rebuke of your countenance. Let your hand be upon the man at your right hand, the son of man you made so strong for yourself. And so then, will we not go back from you? Give us life, and we shall call upon your name. Turn us again, O Lord, faithful shepherd of your people, as we look for the light of your countenance, restore in us the image of your glory and graft us into the risen life of your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. We've got Psalm 82. Arise, O God, and judge the earth. God has taken his stand in the council of heaven. In the midst of the gods, he gives judgment. How long will you judge unjustly and show such favour to the wicked? 
You are to judge the weak and the orphan, defend the right of the humble and needy, rescue the weak and the poor, deliver them from the hand of the wicked. They have no knowledge or wisdom. They walk on still in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are shaken. Therefore I say that though you are gods and all of you children of the Most High, nevertheless you shall die like mortals and fall like one of their princes. Arise, O God, and judge the earth, for it is you that shall take all nations for your possession. Arise, O God, and judge the earth. God, our deliverer, when the foundations are shaken and justice has departed, defend the poor and needy and give your people strength to fight all wrong in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and shall be forever. Amen. So our first reading is from 2 Kings chapter 5. So we are going through the life and works of Elisha, who followed Elijah. And this is, I think it's a famous story of Naaman um, and his leprosy. Naaman, okay, Naaman, commander of the army of the king of Aram, was a great man and in high favour with his master, because by him the Lord had given victory to Aram. The man, though a mighty warrior, suffered from leprosy. Now, the Arameans, on one of their raids, had taken a young girl captive from the land of Israel, and she served Naaman's wife. <coughs> she said to her mistress, If only my lord were with the prophet who is in Samaria, he would cure him of his leprosy. So Naaman went in and told his lord just what the girl from the land of Israel had said. And the king of Aram said, go then and I will send along a letter to the king of Israel. He went, taking with him ten talents of silver, six thousand shekels of gold, and ten sets of garments. He brought the letter to the king of Israel, which read, When this letter reaches you, know that I have sent to you my servant Naaman, that you may cure him of his leprosy. When the king of Israel read the letter, he tore his clothes and said, Am I a god to give death or life? that this man sends word to me to cure a man of his leprosy? Just look and see how he is trying to pick a quarrel with me. But when Elisha, the man of God, heard that the king of Israel had torn his clothes, he sent a message to the king. Why have you torn your clothes? Let him come to me, that he may learn that there is a prophet in Israel. So Naaman came with his horses and chariots and halted at the entrance of Elisha's house. Elisha sent a messenger to him, saying, Go, wash in the Jordan seven times, and your flesh shall be restored, and you shall be clean. But Naaman became angry and went away, saying, I thought that for me he would surely come out and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God, and would wave his hand over the spot and cure the leprosy. Are not Abana and Farpa, the rivers of Damascus, far better than all the waters of Israel? 
Could I not wash in them and be cleaned? He turned away and went away in a rage. But his servants approached and said to him, Father, if the prophets had commanded you to do something difficult, would you not have done it? How much more when all he said to you was wash and be clean? So he went down and immersed himself seven times in the Jordan, according to the word of the man of God. His flesh was restored like the flesh of a young boy, and he was clean. Then he returned to the man of God, he and all his company. He came and stood before him and said, Now I know that there is no God in all the earth except in Israel. Please accept a present from your servant. But he said, as the Lord lives, whom I serve, I will accept nothing. He urged him to accept, but he refused. Then Naaman said, if not, please let two mule loads of earth be given to your servant. For your servant will no longer offer burnt offering or sacrifice to any God except the Lord. May the Lord pardon your servant on one count. When my master goes into the house of Rimon to worship there, leaning on my arm, and I bow down in the house of Rimon, when I do bow down in the house of Rimon, may the Lord pardon your servant on this one count. The prophet said to him, Go in peace. But when Naaman had gone from him a short distance, Gehazi, the servant Elisha, the man of God, thought, My master has let this Aramean Naaman off too lightly by not accepting from him what he offered. As the Lord lives, I will run after him, and I will get something out of him. So Gehazi went after Naaman. When Naaman saw someone running after him, he jumped down from the chariot to meet him and said, Is everything all right? He replied, yes, but, but if it please my Lord, my master has sent me to say two members of a company of prophets have just come to me from the hill country of Ephraim. Please give them a talent of silver and two changes of clothing. Naaman said, please accept two talents. He urged him and tied up two talents of silver in two bags with two changes of clothing and gave them to two of his servants, who carried them in front of Gehazi. When he came to the citadel, he took the bags from them and stored them inside. He dismissed the men and they left. He went in and stood before his master and Elisha said to him, Where have you been, Gehazi? He answered, Your servant has not gone anywhere at all. But he said to him, Did I not go with you in spirit? when someone left his chariot to meet you. Is this a time to accept money and accept clothing, olive orchards and vineyards, sheep and oxen and male and female slaves? Therefore the leprosy of Naaman shall cling to you and to your descendants forever. So he left his presence leprous, as white as snow. All the earth shout and sing for joy, for great in your midst is the Holy One. Oh, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord God is my strength and my song and has become my salvation. 
with joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation. On that day you will say, give thanks to the Lord, call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the nations, proclaim that his name is exalted. Sing God's praises, who has triumphed gloriously. Let this be known in all the world. Shout and sing for joy, you that dwell in Zion. For great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and shall be forever. Amen. All the earth, shout and sing for joy. For great in your midst is the Holy One. Chapter 26. Agrippa. Agrippa said to Paul, you have permission to speak for yourself. Then Paul stretched out his hand and began to defend himself. I consider myself fortunate that it is before you, King Agrippa. I am to make my defence today against all the accusations of the Jews, because you are especially familiar with all the customs and controversies of the Jews. Therefore, I beg of you to listen to me patiently. All the Jews know my way of life from my youth, that you spent from the beginning among my own people and in Jerusalem. They have known for a long time, if they are willing to testify, that I have belonged to the strictest sect of our religion and lived as a Pharisee. And now I stand here on trial on account of my hope in the promise made by God to our ancestors, a promise that our twelve tribes hope to attain as they earnestly worship day and night. It is for this hope, Your Excellency, that I am accused by Jews. Why is why is it thought incredible by any of you that God raises the dead? Indeed, I myself was convinced that I ought to do many things against the name of Jesus of Nazareth. And that is what I did in Jerusalem. With authority received from the chief priests, I not only locked up many of the saints in prison, but I also cast my vote against them when they were being condemned to death. By punishing them often in all the synagogues, I tried to force them to blaspheme. And since I was so furiously enraged at them, I pursued them even to foreign cities. With this in mind, I was travelling to Damascus with the authority and commission of the chief priests. When at midday along the road, Your Excellency, I saw a light from heaven brighter than the sun, shining around, around me and my companions. When we had all fallen to the ground, I heard a voice saying to me in the Hebrew language, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? It hurts you to kick against the goads. I asked, who are you, Lord? The Lord answered, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. But get up and stand on your feet, for I have appeared to you for this purpose, to appoint you to serve and testify to the things in which you have seen me and to those in which I will appear to you. I will rescue you from your people and from the Gentiles to whom I am sending you to open their eyes so that they may turn from darkness to light and from the power <coughs> of Satan to God so that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. After that, King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the holy vision, but declared first to those in Damascus, then in Jerusalem, and throughout the countryside of Judea, 
and also to the Gentiles, that they should repent and turn to God and do deeds consistent with repentance. For this reason, the Jews seized me in the temple and tried to kill me. To this day I have had help from God, and so I stand here testifying to both small and great, saying nothing but what the prophets and Moses said would take place, that the Messiah must suffer, and that by being the first to rise from the dead, he would proclaim light both to our people and to the Gentiles. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and be not wise in your own sight. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and be not wise in your own sight. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and be not wise in your own sight. Christ gave them as a light to the nations, that his salvation might reach to the ends of the earth. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, who has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty saviour, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, God promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all that hate us, to show mercy to our ancestors and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath which God swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. And you, child, you shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of all their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and shall be forever. Amen. Christ gave them as a light to the nations, that his salvation might reach to the ends of the earth. So we bring prayers to our God. This Monday morning, we call to mind all the prayers of our worship as a church family yesterday. The many things that we ask, the many worries and anxieties we bring and share amongst each other and bring before God. And those private prayers, said or unsaid, our private stresses and strains, those many things that nag away, give us so many different forms of doubt, so much self-doubt. We bring them to a God who made us, who loves us, who does not doubt us, who does not give up on us, who sees enough worth in each of us to die for us, 
on this Monday morning in our anxious world. May we see and receive and grasp the scarred and wounded hands of Christ as he reaches out to us. And in this week ahead, we pray that we hold those hands, that we are willing to be led, often through darkness, often with little insight, often still with much doubt and fear. May we trust in the Lord and follow his ways, his knowledge, his wisdom, the knowledge of his salvation, the hope of the fulfillment of his great promises to us, hope and joy and acceptance of the love our God has for each of us. May we stand firm in that hope. And if nothing else, may others see that assurance and calmness even just in the glimpses we see of our majestic God. And we bring to our God those anxieties, the anxieties over people's health, the anxieties over the health of our economy, the worries that people have for their jobs, those who've lost jobs, those who are struggling to find work. And we pray that all people have the opportunity to use their God-given skills and talents to be prosperous and to provide for themselves and others. We pray for business that it may thrive and give employment opportunities. We pray for fairness and justice in business, fairness and justice between nations. We pray for leaders throughout the world that they do not simply work for themselves or for small groups, but work for the common good, that they seek harmony, not discord. And so ourselves, in our words, may they seek harmony, may they build up and never put down. May our thoughts not be selfish, but giving, a willingness and desire to serve and to give love, and an acceptance of others that they may love us. And most of all, that we may accept the love of God, his greatness and image in each of us. Guide us and strengthen us this day and throughout the week ahead. Almighty God, who called our forebears to the light of the gospel by preaching of your servant, Wilfred. Help us who keep his life and labour in remembrance to glorify your name by following the example of his zeal and perseverance through Jesus Christ, your son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. So let us pray with confidence as our Saviour has taught us. Our, our Father, Father, who, who art, art in heaven, heaven Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The Lord bless us, and preserve us from all evil, and keep us in eternal life. Amen.
Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God.